the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome, this is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, doing an amazing job educating our legislators in what is going on in our schools and how this must be stopped. I think Florida spends $11,000 per child and yet 47% cannot read, write, and do math when they graduate uh, high school. That is a travesty. And in addition to that, they are subject to all kinds of atrocities, which the Alliance is bringing to our legislators. So we have a lot to talk about today. Folks, many of you may not live in Florida. That's okay. You can go to the Alliance website, goflca.com, And take anything that you see there and apply it to your state. I know that Iowa is looking at Florida's education very carefully and will be putting some bills in place to protect our kids. That's what this is all about. We want to know what's going on in your state, and we're sharing what's going on in our state. And we've got a lot to talk about, especially some of the bills that we see happening in the state of Florida right now. We think, oh, Florida is so safe. It's a red state. Oh, we're not going to have anything to worry about. Boy, is that wrong. Uh, We have too many legislators in there that are still rhinos and are still working for their donors and not for their people. And that's the travesty. But we're very fortunate today because I have asked a very dear friend to join me, and he is a former representative and can explain a lot of what is going on in the Florida legislature and, again, how you can apply it to your state. But before I bring in Representative Mike Hill, I wanted to tell you all about a website that I think is very important and most people don't know about it, and it is called My Florida house.gov and Florida is spelled out and house is spelled out.gov is the end of. You can go to that website, you can track your legislator, you can track bills, you can go to a Zoom meeting at a committee and you can actually make comments from the comfort of your house. And all of this was put in place because of the pandemic. So the pandemic did a couple of really good things, which is let the people participate regardless of where they live. Because we know Florida is a big state and if you were gonna travel from Pensacola to Miami, It would take about 12 to 14 hours. So we need these tools to be able to comment on what our legislators are doing in Tallahassee. 
And this is a fabulous tool. If you want to track what's going on in the Senate, you would go to flsenate.gov and you can track your senator and you can track what they are about and what their committees are about also. And this is so important, folks, because as a representative, it's impossible for you to know everything. So you rely on your constituents to help you and tell you what's going on in your uh, in your district. And this way you have a handle, your representative has a handle, and when they go to Tallahassee, hopefully they will be voting for what their constituents are looking for. Mike Hill, thank you so much for joining me today. It is always a pleasure to talk to you about what is going on in the Florida legislature. And um, you made mention when we were talking before that one of the bills is one of the ones that you tried to get passed a while ago. Can you share that with us, please? Uh, Yes, Karen. Thank you for having me. It's always an honor to be on your show. And one of the bills that is uh, headed to the governor to sign is going to be the expansion of the school choice programs, which I support completely, except for one minor, well, it's not minor, but one area in it. But what the school choice program does is it allows parents to receive vouchers to pay for education outside of the government schools, which is so important because I would encourage each parent or grandparent who is listening now, if there's any way you are able to get your children out of government schools, they are an utter disaster right now. The, the rate of, of students graduating in Florida who are able to read, write, and do math is atrocious. And so the way out is to go to private schools, go to homeschooling, um, go to charter schools. And this bill will allow parents to be able to do that. What it does is it expands the school choice programs, making all students eligible for taxpayer-backed vouchers. And it will remove income eligibility requirements that are a part of the current voucher system. So it opens it up a lot more. Now, it's not just wide open, Karen. What it does is there's a tiered system that those with lower incomes are able to receive the vouchers first. And then there's another tier of those who would be next in line to receive the vouchers. Last in line would be those who earn um, jointly in a household more than um, $1,101 for a family of four, $100,011. If you earn more than that, uh, or then you are last in line to be able to receive any vouchers until the money runs out for that particular year. Now, they set aside... Um, I believe the amount was uh, $2.2 billion for this program. So all of that sounds good, I suppose, Karen, except for there are always strings attached. 
Well, that's one thing you can always count on with the government. (laughs) Whatever they give, there's going to be something that you're going to have to do to accept it. It, there's, yeah, there's always strings attached. Now, of course, I don't go along with the leftist version of this and that you are giving money to millionaires and billionaires. Uh, so what? First of all, it, 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 with the tiered system, they're not getting it first. And secondly, millionaires and billionaires uh, pay taxes that pay for our school system also. They should be allowed to use that money that instead of giving it to a failing school system to put the money where they want it to be, regardless of how much money you make. So I, I, I really don't go along with the leftist side of this, is that uh, uh, the argument is that it's going to help out millionaires and billionaires. That's such a leftist talking point. But the other point is that it's, it will take away funding for traditional public schools. And to that, I say, hooray. Yay. (laughs) Yes, I agree with you on that one (laughs) tremendously. What is the best way to get rid of a policy that you don't like is to stop funding it. And we have to learn to vote with our wallets. And as you were saying that, Mike, another leftist point was, well, we're already paying taxes, so why are we gonna why are we gonna have to pay double taxes? Folks, you're not paying double taxes because if your tax money went to a voucher for a student, then it's not going to the public school. And that's the beauty of this program. So I I agree with you a hundred percent on that, Mike. And what it also does, Karen, is it creates competition. And whenever competition is present, then the product always improves. And it's not just in school, it's in anything. We see it from vehicles to cell phones to restaurants. Whenever there is competition, then the product improves. So if we see now that Government schools are going to have to compete for those dollars because parents will have the choice to take those dollars to the government school of their choice. They'll be able to take it there. And so those government schools that perform well will not lose dollars, but that's the key. They must perform well, which they are not doing right now. Exactly. This is a terrific bill. And the one thing that uh, I heard in opposition, which I believe is incorrect, and everybody understand that, is that when the child, uh, at the end of the year, the child has to take a mandatory test. Yes, that is correct. Or, and that's the big part, they can present a portfolio of their work that bypasses any government test. So don't let them fool you by by telling you that what's the difference when they get the money, they're going to have to take a government test on diversity, equity, and inclusion anyway. So why bother? That is not true. You as a parent have the right to present a portfolio of your child's work. And after spending a year with your child and and showing the improvement, you should be proud to give a portfolio of their work. 
And as Mike said, it doesn't matter whether you're homeschooling or whether you form a co-op, it doesn't make any difference. But the idea is to get your child out of those government indoctrination clinics and to stop funding this horrific beast that is throwing pornography and insanity at our children and forcing them into a situation that nobody ever should be in. Exactly, Karen. And oh, by the way, the the um, requirement that you provide a portfolio of the curriculum that was taken for that year is only for homeschoolers, as I understand it. Yes. It wasn't for private schools. So if you send your, your child to a, a private school, whether it be um, Catholic, Christian, or whatever, whatever type of private school, you do not have to provide that curriculum um, uh, assessment of what has been done. But with a lot of the homeschooling tools that are available today, providing that curriculum is very easy. It is simply uh, pressing a button and send, and you can have the entire curriculum that is there. Now, what I did hear, which I believe has gone away, at least I hope it is, Karen, is that there was going to have to be a uh, education counselor assigned to those who do homeschooling. So at the end of the year, the parents would have to meet with this counselor to give an assessment of what has been done. Hopefully that has been gone away. That has it is gone. But also um, the fear that a number of those, particularly in private schooling, private uh, Christian schools, the fear was that as this money comes, that now the state is also going to direct the curriculum that has to be taught. So hopefully that is not the case. I didn't see the, um, the a counselor assigned in the bill when I read it. So maybe they did take that out. Uh, hopefully they did, and I will have, go and uh, review it again. And folks, this is probably one of the biggest accomplishments that we have made in this Congress, because even though we think that Florida is a red state and will vote for conservative values uh, under a, a governor who is doing a great job as governor, and that's another issue, um, we are faced with the same rhinos that they have in D.C., are in our Tallahassee house. And that came out um, when I saw the affordable housing bill, and that's bill number 627. So what is that bill all about, Mike? Yes, and I'll have to tell you, um, Karen, that this was a priority for the Senate president, Kathleen Pasadomo. And it, it is, in my mind, I think a terrible bill because it, even the title of it screams of leftist ideology, affordable housing. Uh, there's an affordable housing crisis going on, so government has to do something. Yes, to do something is get out of the way and let the market <laughs> take care of it. But what they're going to do now is, is that they're going to make a way for... Um, Houses to be built by uh, giving uh, tax uh, preemption and uh, re reduction of legislation, I'm sorry, regulations 
that are required by local builders. So first of all, the problem I have with this is how do you determine what is affordable housing? What makes it affordable? It, it, is it because it doesn't cost any more than $100,000 to uh, purchase this home? Well, a lot of people can't afford that. Let's say, oh, okay, then it has to be for $50,000. Someone with an uh, income of $50,000 has to be able to afford. Well, there's people who can't afford that. So how and who determines exactly what is affordable? So yeah. that's the biggest problem right there is in the definition itself. How do you determine what is affordable? And then what it does is if a developer is going to go to an area and, and put up new homes, that uh, 30% have to be what are called affordable homes. Well, again, it skews the market when the government gets involved dictating what the market has to do. And this is why when a subdivision is being built, that developer is building that home based on what the market conditions are requiring. Karen, if you try to go into a new development nowadays and find a two-bedroom, one-bath home, it's not there. You cannot find it. Uh, and that's because the market is demanding at least a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home and a two-car garage. That's what the market wants. That's what the market wants to buy. So if you do that, and then all of a sudden you put in this same development a two-bedroom, one-bath, one-car garage, that's going to be, first of all, scooped up very quickly by um, those who are being able to price out of the market who, who it was intended for. So, I'm, a, I'm afraid that that would be scooped up also by a lot of investors. And rather than having single family residents, which, by the way, are being outlawed. Now, what happens if that comes to Florida and you're putting in a, a community and you have to put in affordable housing? You're going to wind up with two, three, four. How many stories? How many stories do you want in your community right next door given to people that will have no vested interest in keeping the community livable, wonderful, terrific? When you have no vested interest in anything, you don't take care of it. And exactly. I'm really nervous about that one because I remember, Mike, when I first met you a long time ago, this is one of the things we were talking about, which was the protection of private property and the importance of single family homes and the American dream. And now we're having a bill that will erase all of that. How wrong is that? Exactly. And here's the, the other thing, Karen, and, and you, you hit the nail right on the head when you said investors coming in and gobbling up this property. So let's say there's a three bedroom, um, two and a half bath home, two car, two car, two car garage being built right next to it, a smaller home. Okay. So, and that was intended for, let's say somebody who makes 75,000 a year. So they go to purchase that home they, and they want to pay $75,000 for it. Well, an investor is going to come and say, look, I'll give you $100,000 for it. 
and then they'll get the home because there's nothing preventing that builder from selling it to the highest bidder. But then what that also does is it reduces the property value of the home right next to it, the three bedroom, two and a half bath, two car garage, which is worth 300,000. Because when it comes time to sell that home and they do the the comps in that area, they're gonna see that, well, this one went for 100,000. Oh, that's right. So that reduces the value of your home. So again, whenever the government gets involved, they will skew the market in the wrong direction. Always. We can always count on the government to mess up. And Florida, everybody is saying, yay, red state, red state. Well, yes, but we're still filled with rhinos. And Pasadomo is the one that keeps on popping up because uh, I just looked up and she was uh, very, very, very vocal on changing the gun rights bill. Florida had a bill which I believe passed the House, and this was allowing Florida citizens, Florida residents, to be able to carry open without a permit. It doesn't say in the Constitution that you can, you you know, your rights will not be infringed upon owning a gun, and it certainly doesn't say you have to have a permit and it has to be concealed. So it it passed the House, but now in front of the Senate, Pasadomo has taken out the open carry part. So if Florida, from what I'm reading, is correct, if the Senate passes this bill, then Floridians will be able to carry concealed without a permit. Is that correct? And this is bill number 543. That is correct, um, Karen. It's called a constitutional carry bill, which says that you do not have to get a permit in Florida in order to be able to carry your your firearm. And you're exactly right. The Constitution does not put a limit on when you can carry a firearm. So the right shall not be infringed. And, but it does not allow open carry. As you say, the House version did. But now Pasadomo, uh, Senate President Pasadomo is pulling it out of the Senate version which, by the way, it was not originally in the House version either, but it was amended to include that. What open carry means, as opposed to constitutional carry, means that it doesn't have to be concealed. That uh, if you were to have your weapon inside your coat pocket, jacket pocket, uh, on your hip or something like that, and currently it must be concealed. But let's say that you're jacket opens up as you sit down or whatever, and someone sees it, then you have just broken the law because that would be considered open carry. Open carry allows you to be able to carry it non-concealed. There are many states in the union which already have that care. And in fact, the majority of states already have open carry. And Florida uh, joins states like California, New York, Um, Illinois, which do not allow open carry, and some of those even concealed carry. So as red a state as Florida is, they should join those other states, allow open carry, follow your oath of office, 
which says you will support and defend the Constitution, which allows the right to bear arms to not be infringed upon. And that is something that we all can do. So many people say to me, Karen, I don't know what I can do. I'm only one person. Well, you now can go to the website and you can go to myfloridahouse.gov and you can find these three bills that we just talked about. And that is HB 1069, which is discussing education. HB 1 is the parent's choice. That has passed already. So there you would want to go to the governor and tell him to sign that bill. The other is on the porn in school. And not only does it address porn in the school libraries, but it also addresses supplemental materials that teachers have been bringing to school that were not under any scrutiny. Well, now they will be. Uh, the affordable housing bill, which is 627, that has not passed yet. You want to go to that meeting and you want to make sure that you voice your opinion and send it in. And the last one is HB 543, and that one is on the guns. So we now have a mechanism that we can go to directly to our representatives and to the committees and make our opinions known. How important is it, Mike, that we contact our representatives and give them our opinion? Oh, it's vital, Karen, because we are a government of we the people. So we the people must voice what your concerns are, um, what you want to get done. You must get involved in the whole process besides just voting. Voting is great. And everyone should vote. That is your duty as a citizen. But also get involved with expressing your feelings about this, because if you don't, they will run roughshod over you. And we do not need that to happen in any state, especially in Florida. Mike, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and explaining these important bills. And let's get some action, folks. Um, if you need to speak to Mike or you want his information, where can they find you, Mike? They can email me at MikeHillConservative at gmail.com. MikeHillConservative at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And folks, don't go away. We will be right back. You are listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Are you worried about spike proteins and how they may impact your health? Are you looking for help? The Wellness Company has an answer in the form of our clean, pure, all-natural spike formula developed by experts like Dr. Peter McCullough. The Wellness Company's spike formula includes the incredible natokinase, dandelion root, black sativa extract, green tea, and iris sea moss. Even better, the spike formula by The Wellness Company is vegan, gluten-free, and made right here in the USA, so you know that you can trust and rely on it if you're concerned about spike proteins. Buying American-made naturalistic ingredients of this quality separately costs over $100. Our spike formula is only $65.99. Get spike formula today by going to twc.health. 
OUTLOUD listeners use the code OUTLOUD at checkout for an additional discount. Go to TWC.health, promo code OUTLOUD, and get peace of mind if you're concerned about spike proteins. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a made-in-America climate plan, a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to The Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Please visit my substack at karenschoen.substack.com or go to my website at Karen with a K, K A R E N, shown S C H O E N dot com, and you will find my latest podcasts and my articles. You can also find me on Getter, and that is Getter user KB Shown. I think there's enough ways for everybody to find me, and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what's going on in your community because if we don't come together as Americans, and help each other. We are sunk as a country. And right now, this administration filled with a bunch of communists who are actually trying to destroy America. And sadly, we are letting them. I I don't know if any of you read the Babylon Bee. I do in the morning only because every now and then you need a laugh and their satire is really interesting. But I saw a clip the other day and I wanted to share you with you all. Go to the Babylon Bee and they have a video there which says the Chinese don't really have to fire a shot. All they have to do is go out and yell different pronouns and the American army will fall apart. And I thought that was really funny. But that's really sad, too, because we have sent the most brave men and women into our armed forces to face incredible odds, and they have performed brilliantly, and now we have reduced them to nothing more than a pronoun. This is so sad and dangerous. And that's the part that bothers me is the reduction of our military. When I talk about the military, I was not involved. However, an old friend, and I won't use the word old to describe, however, an old friend, because I've known him for a long time, John Nelson was in the military. And I asked him to join me today because we need to know what is going on with our veterans, our administration is treating our veterans like dirt. And it is inconceivable to me how they could do this or why they would do this. These, as I said, are some of the most brave men and women that you will find in the world that go out and perform all kinds of things. So, John, I had a question for you. When you were in the military, if you had to go into battle, Would you care what the other person's color was or gender was, or would you care that they would be on the team working together, protecting all? I would only care if they were on the team and they had my back. That's that's what's important. Exactly. That is what is important. Well, thank you, John, for joining me today. And what is going on with our veterans? I know that the Trump administration made a big fuss about the veterans and helped many of them, especially when they couldn't get medical uh, service. But what is this administration doing with our military and veterans? Well, they talk a lot. They put a lot of stuff out on on, uh television and everything, but what I see and what I read are the things that bother me more than anything, and I do not read anything that uh, 
that points to the left. I try and find articles that are outside of that realm. McDonough's uh, blueprint for the VA is not good long term. He wants to, he, he's proposing shuttering the VA medical centers in rural and urban areas. Now, how is that going to help VA veterans, especially if they don't have specialists in their areas that can deal with their, with their issues? He wants to in, eliminate much of the inpatient care, including psychiatric beds. He recommends closing emergency departments, mental health services, VA outpatient centers. Like, come on, he's closing the VA is what he's doing. He sure is. And now they're worried about they can't find enough people to even join the military. The people don't want to enlist. Why would anybody in their right mind, knowing that this is what they'll be facing, if heaven forbid, they were disabled or even came back with shock and needed help? What we're asking our men and women to do is... uh, sometimes extraordinary. And when they leave the situation, sometimes that plays with their mind and they need a person to talk to. They need people to help them, not throw them out in the street. When I see the homeless vets, it breaks my heart because this is not the way that we should treat some of the best people in the world. I'm concerned, John, because one of the things that they did in the military If you were not vaccinated, they booted you out. How did that affect the military? Drastically. Number one, it killed their enlistment. They're they're like like the Army alone was off by 30,000 enlistment last, I think it was last year, because uh, these young kids, they don't want that vaccine. They, They know too much now, particularly now. We're hearing more and more and more about how fake everything was with the COVID issue and the vaccine doesn't work. Uh, they recommend in a lot of cases don't even take it. And these kids aren't going to join the military and have to be forced into to take the shot. That, that's as simple as that. that that's, that's hurting them really, really bad right now. It sure is. And this is my concern, folks. We have an open border. We have people, illegals, streaming over our border, coming into America and looking for What are they looking for? They're looking for a job. They're looking to make money. Well, maybe this was the plan in the beginning was to get rid of the best and the brightest because the best and the brightest often ask questions, and that is unacceptable from this administration. And here they are bringing in a new crop of illegal people, which they very easily could say, okay, we have a deficit in our military, we have a deficit in our police force. If you illegals sign up and join America's military, we will give you citizenship. I see that coming. Do you think that's far-fetched, John? No, because they did it in World War II. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that was the perfect answer, which proves once again, nothing is new. Everything is repeated. And if you know history, you know what's going to happen next. They always say history will repeat itself. And it sure will. And that's my big concern as these illegals are coming over. uh, If they join the military or even if they join the local police, what allegiance do they have to Americans? No. Now, if they are 
part of a sleeper cell or some uh, espionage organization, they could join our military, learn our secrets. And what could happen from that, John? Very hard to say because uh, it, it could it could affect everything because, number one, they're going to be just joining the military is one thing. But the thing is, they aren't going to stay here in the United States. They're going to be sent all around the world. And they can do a lot of things. They can say a lot of things when they get in other countries. It's not a good view for us. You know, our, our confidence in the military, if you go back to, it's called the Reagan National Defense Survey, found that the number of Americans with a great deal of confidence in the military has plummeted from 70% in 2018 to 45% today. The, That's the American people don't have confidence in our military anymore because of what's going on with the Biden administration. This administration is on a crash course to crash America. And every policy that they have put in place points to the same direction. Unless we understand what their intent is, which is to destroy America, to cut America, slice it up and make sure that America is in the same third world vein as Venezuela and Argentina, no big deal. They are desperately afraid of bringing illegals into the country and the illegals saying, oh, look, I have all these wonderful things in America. So even though we may consider them poor, Think of what the poor people get in America as opposed to what they get in their other countries. And that's been the problem all along. So they don't want America to be that shining city on a hill because the rest of the world may want the same thing. And that means that there would be unrest in other countries. Well, folks, guess what? There is unrest in other countries. And this is the part that is so scary, especially as they are depleting our military and sending our arms to Ukraine. Is that what I'm hearing, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, they're depleting our reserves. If we were to get into a war right now, I just reading an article here a day or so ago, they said we could not sustain a war on two continents at this time like we had, like we did in World War II, okay? We were fighting on two continents, and we won both wars. We can't do that today because he has depleted most of our oil reserves, number one. Number two, he's depleted our weapons stash that we've had, you know, to back up our military. So it's it's not a good thing. It's, 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 it's really, really bad right now, the way he's setting things up. Also, Pentagon, you know, and this, this woke... You, you're, you're, I know you're familiar with the woke issue. Absolutely, and it's it's <laughs> absurd. It is absurd, and I refuse to participate in it. Well, get this. A year or so ago, where the Pentagon ordered mm -hmm. a, a military-wide stand-down of service members to root out right-wing domestic extremists, basically meaning conservative military personnel, which amounted to wasting about 5.8 million man hours of time, plus... This one really gets me. The Pentagon hired diversity, equity, and inclusion officers at a salary as high as $200,000 a year. That's more than a, a major general, a three-star general with 20 years of service makes, for God's sakes. And That's we wonder why we're broke. That is, that, that is horrifying. 
Now, what does a diversity, and I go diversity, inclusion, and equity, because it says die, and that's what they want us to do. Remember that all the time, folks. This is not a group of people that wants America to succeed. They want America to fail. And they are using our military. I also read, John, that they're not going to be um, replacing many of the ships that in within 10 years, the Chinese Navy will surpass the American fleet by almost 50 ships, 50 to 100 ships. Is that possible? How is that possible? Well, because I, I just saw some numbers on that. As a matter of fact, I read that stuff. And there's something about like this year's budget. Biden is putting in enough money to build, quote, 45 ships. Okay. But he wants to retire 215 or something like that. These are ships that are still functional. They're out there today doing their job. But he wants to retire them and replace them with 45 ships. It, 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 those numbers just don't bounce out. And like you said, China, Russia, both of them. Russia is building a massive submarine fleet, now going nuclear. China is looking at it. They've only got, China's only got one or two nuclear aircraft carriers, okay? And the same thing with subs, where we have like 11 and 15. We're, we're, we're good in numbers there. But the thing is, you can't, you can't deal with a conflict on two different continents with the number of ships we have in service today. No, that would definitely not work. Imagine trying to protect Taiwan and protect Europe at the same time with 45 ships. How is that possible? Yeah, it's not. It's not, not possible. Just, not just the ships, but you know, you, you got you don't have the ships and you don't have the manpower to put on to put boots on the ground. Uh, and how are they going to fuel them? And as I'm talking and I'm thinking, fuel, fuel, fuel. Can you tell me what? <laughs> Air, what plane we have that's going to fly with solar or maybe where are they going to put wind turbines on the uh, planes? How are they going to fly with solar panels? Excuse me? How does that work? Well, let's just say that number one, going without fossil fuels, fuel is a, is a. Insane. <laughs> the word I want to put down, it, it's never going to happen. Okay. It can't happen. Uh, there's too many things in this world that run on on fossil fuels, not just cars. Cars are the cars are a minor thing. You got military equipment, you got ships, you got tanks, you got armored personnel carriers. Things that run on fuel, they can't run on solar power. They can't they can't be on a battlefield and all of a sudden run out of power and have somebody bring a gas can over and get you going again. They're gonna have to find a place to plug in and sit there for eight hours to recharge batteries. Ain't gonna work. That it's not going to work. And when you talk about airplanes, how far are they going to fly on a battery charge? <laughs> the skies get cloudy or the sun, or something happens. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's stupid. It. I, I want to watch my words. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here saying the same thing. This is just insanely stupid. Stupid, and it's either that these people are so ignorant that they have no clue, or they're doing it on purpose. And unfortunately, I'm of the vein that they are doing it on purpose. Oh, what yeah. do you think? I, I mean, he's given our tanks and our armored vehicles, artillery systems, rounds of ammunition, rocket launchers, uh, air defense systems, and equipment all 
almost all of it requires fossil fuels. What would he do if, if you, if they weren't fossil fuel and you give them to another country and they don't have the solar facilities to take care of them, they're, they're useless. <laughs> well, that's the idea, isn't it? That they're useless. Yeah. And it, it just, the whole thing is just insane. And to sit here, and that's the problem, folks. We can no longer sit back and say, oh, this is really stupid. It's not going to happen. This is a group of people that they will push and push and push us into a position of losing, knowing in advance that that's the position that they want. I foresee horrific things if Americans don't wake up and do something. And by doing something, I don't mean picking up arms and going shooting people. I mean, make sure that you get involved. Join a group that is dedicated to making America great again. Oh, my goodness, what a horrible thing to say. We want America to be on the top <laughs> instead of on the bottom. I, I read a, a really horrible uh, statistic today, and that was that 20 years ago, 75% of the people thought America was a great country. Today, less than 35%. 35% think America is, is a great country. That means 65% of Americans don't have any faith in America. They don't believe in America anymore. I don't know if you watch Waters World or not, but watching it, and they were on the beach at spring break. And they walked up to a young lady. Now, she had to be probably 20, maybe 21 years old, somewhere in that area, a college student, you know. And they asked her what she thought of Joe Biden. And she looks at the guy and says, I don't have any idea who he is. Uh, wait a minute. What? Yeah. This is yeah, no, no idea college? <laughs> this is college? Yeah. This is what we're paying our hard-earned money for? Now, that's a doing? good thing. Want to do something, folks? Pick up your phone or go to... Go to goflca.com, join the Florida Citizens Alliance, but you can also go on your legislator's website in the state and tell them, why are we spending our money on college kids that don't even know who the president is? Stop giving grants to colleges. <laughs> They've got more money than we have anyway. Yep. They're hoarding it yeah. anyhow, and they're just raising the tuition. Why would any parent want their child to go to a school like this is beyond my comprehension. It is sad to yep, see our young sad. people uh, grow up. That's like where this. the woke, you know, that's where a woke generation is, is coming into the situation and where it, start, where it begins to affect the military because in all reality, coming from my own self, I was on the battlefield. Nothing matters on the battlefield. Nothing other than your training, your leadership, and the trust between your fellow soldiers, whether it be sailors, airmen, Marines, I don't care what they are. You're expecting that guy to cover your back. He's expecting you to cover his back or her back, either one. Unfortunately, the recent Democrat administrations, Obama and Biden particularly, they've made race, gender, the primary issue in the military today. How very sick, sick is that? That very is sick. very sick. 
So, John, in the last couple of minutes that we have, what do you think our listeners should do? What would be a good thing for them to pay attention to? Uh, if you're a military veteran, get involved with your military organizations where, uh, like myself. I'm VBA, I'm VFW, I'm American Legion, I'm a life member in all of them. I, I participate in them. Uh, matter of fact, we're having a flag retirement ceremony here tomorrow. Join join your local Tea Party organization. Believe me, the Tea Party is not about taxing up already. The Tea Party is about our constitution and our nation. And if we don't get out there and make our voices known, you're never going to change anything. I ran a Tea Party organization here in Florida for 12 years and we were extremely involved in almost everything that was going on. We even got some bills passed in Congress, and I'm proud of it, but I had to get out. Uh, I put myself out there. I'm 84 years old. (laughs) I'm I'm not a young kid anymore, but I still stay involved, and uh, I'm never going to give up. And I I got grandkids, and I got children. I don't want them to live in a world like Russia or China. I want them to live in the world I grew up in. The only way that that will happen, folks, is if we get involved, because I will say this over and over again. How did we get here? We let it happen. Look in the mirror. If you want to stop it, it's going to be up to each one of us to be able to do that. Join a group, get involved, pick a topic that you want to get involved in, become the expert, and work with your legislator to make sure that happens. And don't for one minute think I live in Florida, it's a free state, because Governor DeSantis may not be here to be the governor. And then what happens? How are we going to tell the next person we want to be a free state, the next governor? Think that's going to happen if we allow them to take over? It's not going to happen, folks. So take John's advice. Join and go to my Florida spelled out my F L O R I D A house H O U S E dot gov, and you can find your representative there. You can send them messages. You can go to the VA meetings, go to the meetings online and watch what they are prescribing, what they want with our vets. Become part of this, become part of the program. If you want to change the system, you have to become the system. You have to be involved. There's no other way around it. If you're looking for your senator, go to flsenate.gov and you will find your senator and all of the meetings that they are having. And if you're not in Florida, then go to your state because I am sure that each state has a very similar program. John, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you if they have questions on the veterans? Uh, probably my email address is the best thing. at uh, J-E-N-K-A-N-0-4 at gmail.com. Folks, get a hold of John. He'll be happy to answer any questions that have to do with veterans and joining tea parties, joining groups, getting your voice out there. Don't be afraid. This is a government that works for us, but they're not going to work for us if we don't tell them what to do. They're not going to work for us if we don't say, I don't like what you're doing. Don't do that. 
It is so important that you get involved now more than ever. I truly believe that this, if we do not get the right people in office the next in the next election, we're going to have a really incredibly hard, awful time to bring this country back to freedom and liberty. It's not going to happen for a long time. So it's going to be up to us. We are the warriors. We are Americans, and we have absolutely no desire to give our country over to communist China. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. You have been listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. GoFLCA.com. Join. Get your kids out of those public school indoctrination clinics. And now in the state of Florida, Governor DeSantis, thank you so much. Just sign the bill that says voucher money will go to each child. And that is to be used for their education, regardless of where it is, whether it is a homeschool, private school, whatever school, charter school, doesn't make any difference. Get your kids out of those indoctrination clinics and into a place where they will be able to learn and become a successful human being. Thank you all for listening. See you again next week. But I'll-